welcome to In the Back Room with Audrey K. I'm Audrey. And I'm Andrea. And I don't care what kind of day you've had today. Oh, you <laughs> took that joke right from me. Folks, you don't know. We did a little tech rehearsal beforehand. It's okay. I love you so much that I want you to have that joke. <laughs> oh, I am. So, if you could see my face right now, I'm so happy with Glee. <laughs> but girl, we need to. I just we pranked her, and it's very hard to prank miss witty andrea so we did a sound check and she said that to me and i just burst out laughing and i'm like mm, i'm gonna say it first yeah i knew you were gonna do <laughs> I, that i feel like i'm like 12 years old and i'm so excited the thing is i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> really come yes. on oh damn well because wow. you okay you have a body you language lie and you, make, <laughs> you have a body language oh, you just burst my 12 year old spirit <laughs> Well, your body gave you away. I've been hanging out with you for so long that I know what your arms do when you're ready that you're going to like put out a zinger and you put your arms down and it's very 12 year old of you. And I already know you're like, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. Oh my God. This is what happens <laughs> when you create a connection with someone that you work so close to. God Dang it. You've created it. backfires a... because there's so many great things <laughs> when you work with someone so close. That's a lot of benefits. But, dude, there's some. There's some. You didn't even let me say my name. People have no idea what I'm calling. Oh, my sorry. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I didn't yeah. let. You haven't said your name yet? I mean, I could be wrong, but I swear I don't think I said my name. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hello, folks. My name is Andrea, and I'm a best friend monster. I will call you out on your shit every day, all day, because that's how I love. Don't cross her. Jeez. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen to you because I seriously can't remember if you said your name. <laughs> she right. was so excited to sass okay. me. I kind of All right, that. listeners. This is a professional, <laughs> got it together podcast. Yes. Not, super, not, super not. profesh. Okay. Well, I'm super excited about this episode. Yes. Really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how we're doing. What matters is what this episode is about. I'm and so it's excited. one of our ideas that we came up with because both you and I are huge music lovers. Yes. And I think when we met and started working together, the music love only just got stronger and fused together. And then we also love to dance together. But today it's all about the music. And then I don't think you can really translate dance over audio. But I don't know, maybe one day we'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe technology will allow us to do video on a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> you can, actually. Well, you know, let's let's separate the two, because that, that's a lot of yes. us. That's a lot of AA, uh, visual and audio. But uh, No, you just have to come in person to do a dance party with us. Oh, man. The dance party that we had for anniversary was so much fun that I just pocketed that idea. I want to do it again. And yeah. I want to do it again. And even more so, like we did for my birthday, was it 2000? 18, 19, when we went to Booty Mashup. Yeah. And then we had some customers meet us there. I think we should just do that. Yeah, Henry when, was When with this us pandemic too. is over. I was eight months pregnant. That's, I know. <laughs> I'm like, dancing. why aren't you dancing? She's like, I'm trying. Oh, dude, girl, I was dancing. Actually, I'm. I, I was I, dancing. I, yeah, I know. I was just <laughs> trying to give you, you know, you know, some crap. Whatever. No, yeah. she was, uh, I she do, was dancing. I was doing a lot of swaying. There's a lot of sway. Dude, you were like, I, I appreciate you're like, this is party, this is Audrey's birthday, I'm, I'm going to dance. So we had fun, but I would like to do that where we all like, when this, I mean, clearly when the pandemic, we're totally on the mm -hmm. other side of it and everybody feels comfortable. But yeah, we'll all be like, booty, booty LA is doing a mashup somewhere. So, welcome to 
the mixtape session. Do you like that voice? I did. It's your home, my voice. <laughs> well, Although put... everyone's trying to turn up their volume, and then I come in, they try to turn it down. So you guys... Thanks put, for hanging in there with the volume because she does a her Hallmark parts and sultry. I do a little sultry. Welcome to the mixtape session. I'm Andrea. I like that. <laughs> I do. That's good. It's good because the 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 I always feel so bad because I I listen to it afterwards too. And you know, there's gonna be a time like on our twelve hundred episode. I don't listen to him anymore. I know what I said, but I'm so excited. I I we literally just finished recording, and I'm on my way home going, oh, I want to hear what I said. Well, and also I think we're we're learning. We're this is a new kind of medium for us, and so we're learning. Like right now, I'm drinking tea because I, and right now I sound like it. Like I sound like I. Have had 10 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> so you guys are just going to have to um, be okay with um, part Billie Holiday voice. But oh, Well, we're, we're totally fine with that. It's kind of sexy. I'm I, truly trying we're learning to figure out ourselves. the... Well, we're trying to figure out the levels too because mm-hmm. Andrea and I, we talk soft and we get loud and we laugh. So we appreciate you guys always having to adjust your volumes, but we just are so happy that you guys listen and, and the feedback that we've gotten so far in the first three episodes is very heartwarming. Yeah. So we appreciate it. And that's why we're, we're, we're happy to keep moving forward. Um, so we are starting mixtape session, which is where Andre and I both select three songs that are attached with three different memories, three different stories. I think we can all relate to the fact that music has a, sensory trigger unlike any other senses that really takes you back to a time and a place a feeling and makes memories even more vivid or if they were a little soft before you hear that tune come onto your radio or come on in a store and you can easily travel back to that memory so this mixtape session is a tribute to our love for music and also a tribute to our journey as two women two different lives lots of memories in between yeah because we definitely i mean there's there's an age difference and a a bit of a culture difference too but i think music is what connects people all Mm -hmm. together because everybody i mean you look at these massive concerts where there's thousands of people and there's it's all one accord where everybody's just gone freaking love this song and you're just all jamming out to one song but then when you leave the concert that memory might be different for that one song for someone else and I just love how that turns into a story and it becomes a conversation piece for Mm -hmm. you to you know talk to other people about so yeah I'm really excited because I I love music I've always been a music lover um all kinds of music including country but when i say country i'm talking like mm. wait uh, i know <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like i'm just like it's a running joke uh you know that i always like when andre is not you know when andre is not here i can blast the country music but there are some i'm talking about like when i talk country yes like modern like the carrie underwoods of country but it's Waylon Jennings and mm, old country. Yeah, I do love me some old country. Yeah, but when I play Waylon Jennings, you roll your eyes. And that's because I just want to give you some crap. Okay, that's her <laughs> slinging her sass. I'll take it. I'll Ooh, take it. That's a good it. phrase, slinging sass. Ooh, that's another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> another neon sign. One day someone's gonna come in and all our phrases are gonna be neon signs. We're gonna all be over like the, the Neon Museum. Shout out to the Neon Museum in Glendale. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. But the way that the mixtape session is going to work is that for a lot of um, 
copyright and other lawful reasons we cannot play excerpts of our songs because that's not how we roll and also we just don't have money for a whole law team to figure that out so instead what we're doing is we're compiling a list on our spotify uh, account which is audrey k boutique you can search us there and as we continue doing this recurring series in our podcast we will be continuing to add our songs and the playlist is called mixtape the podcast edition because also i love that audrey has a lot of really great um playlists with the extension of that mixtape word so you'll see on our audrey k boutique account audrey's chill mixtape audrey's dancing (laughs) mixtape Yeah, dark wave. Uh, yeah, dark uh, retro um, 80s underground. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I created that playlist during the quarantine. I think a music, lot of people Music were got me through, man. Same. Yeah. That and uh, Brainwaves app, which is like a meditation app. <laughs> I listen <laughs> to a lot gosh. of ocean waves. Someone just please. <laughs> but after our episode, if you want to listen to the songs that we talked about, um, you can check them out on that playlist. Yeah, I love that idea. I, I totally do. Because we're going to talk about these songs and the emotional connection that we have these songs. And like one of these songs, I'll be very, very, very surprised if anybody knows what <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm, I, I, and so now you'll be able to go to Spotify and listen to the song that I'm talking about. So actually, if it's okay, I'll go ahead and start yes, with, let's with that go. song. Okay. Let's roll the tape. All right. <laughs> okay. So my first song, like I said, I don't think anybody are, uh, are, is going to know what I'm talking about. And if you do, I love you so, so, so much. So let me paint the picture. Oh, yes. Las Vegas mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm. I'm about probably eight years old because I really when Andrea told me about this idea I was like I knew immediately the first song which is the song we're going to talk about right now Mm. because it is such a strong memory that has uh, gets and I'm going to try to get through this without crying because it does evoke a lot of emotional memories for me so uh, so when I thought about it I was like dude I remember I can't be any younger or any older I was eight years old so living in Vegas My mom had a record player and all of her records were, you know, you had John Denver, Barbara Streisand, The Carpenters, Johnny Mathis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, you know, those were, you know, the Rat Pack, you know, of course, you know, Frank Sinatra. And my mom worked at the Sands Hotel. And, and so a lot of those people that would come in and perform, you know, she would, she would buy the albums. Um, But she had um, an album from a group they were two sisters and a brother. And when you look at the album cover, it's so cheesy. It's oh so God, yes. 70s. <laughs> I love it with the total 70s, you know. Um, the hair the, flip. The, the hair flip <laughs> on the sides, yeah. Um, so the band is called Second Chapter of Acts, which is actually... Um, Second Chapter of Acts is a um, from the Bible. And so it's a, it's a Christian... Um, based um band it was a christian music pop um and i remember playing that album and oh dude the okay so most of the songs are kind of cheesy but i love it it's part of like the 70s it was very the harmony though was uh, i mean uh, holy cow the harmony was amazing 
Um, but there was once, because I listened to the whole album the other day, and but it it's still the same. The whole album is great, but there's just one song that 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 spoke to me, and it's mm-hmm. called "Which Way the Wind Blows." So, and it's not so much the the lyrics, but it was the feeling. And I actually have the lyrics right here, just the chorus where it says, you don't know which way the wind blows, so how can you plan tomorrow? Hmm. And then it says, Jesus knows which way the wind blows, so how can you plan tomorrow? Believe him and receive. So that was the chorus. But the the way that it's put together, the song, um, it's it's more of a slower song, but... I remember playing that song and just sitting on our shag, you know, brown carpet in Vegas and feeling something I've never felt before in my life. And um, I feel it all the time now. But then it was the first experience where I felt the presence of God. Mm. And there was no denying it because I just, again sitting on the floor listening to this this song I started crying my eyes out and I'm like why am I crying why am I I'm an eight-year-old kid why is this song moving me so much why am I so emotional and I just felt the spirit of God and the warmth and the comfort and to put it in a visual I felt like God had come he had left the heavens, come to earth, and I just felt like I was cuddling with Jesus where I was like mm. crawling onto his lap and he just wrapped his arms around me and he was holding me and I just felt the purest love. And see, I'm getting emotional because it's mm. hard to not feel emotional when you're talking at the, about the Holy Spirit and the feeling of God's embrace. It's the most peaceful um, an embrace of love and acceptance. And, um, for me at that time in my life, my parents are divorced. My mom's working full time on a graveyard shift. You know, I didn't see her very often. Babysitters coming and going. My dad's newly remarried, um, to my stepmom, Sherry, who I love. And they're still married today. I love my stepmom. But I felt, in my younger years, I felt very much alone. It's like everybody disappeared. Like my sister's got her own life, my mom's working, and I just really felt alone. My Nana's in California, my dad's with his new wife. You know, they would come and visit us during the summer, but I felt abandoned as a child. I felt alone. I didn't feel loved. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't don't ever apologize for your feelings. (laughs) And that song, God was like, I got you. I love you. And, um, and so I, as an eight-year-old, I, I didn't understand it. And so I actually, years later, um, you know, still not really comprehending what that was. Because we went to church, but, it, you know, church is kind of... You get caught up in the religion part of it and, you know, you hear a message, you go home, you know, it's, it's a, you know, I, I wasn't getting fed, you know, as a young child in church, you just go cause you're told to go, you know, your parents drop you off in Sunday school and it's an obligation. It's not something you're going willingly. And so I didn't really understand it. And because my Nana was a, 
strong person of faith. Um, she explained to me what that was. And I was just like, I, I don't ever want to lose that feeling. And she goes, oh, honey, God's always going to be with you. God's with you right now. You know, you'll just feel him come and go and you'll feel the presence stronger one day and another. And as I sit here today and, you know, 2021 as a 52 year old woman, I feel him every day. And when I listened to that song the other day, just to hear it again, because I haven't heard it in so many years, I do. I just started crying all over again. And it was the same thing. God's like, I'm still here. Yeah, he's not going to abandon you. Of course not. That's yeah. that's not how God is. So that song, when you guys listen to it, I mean, like I said, I don't know if anybody's going to know know about it because it was an album in the late 70s, early, um, yeah, late 70s. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I was born in 69, so the album came out in the 70s, but I didn't hear it until I was eight years old, so 80s. But um yeah, it um, it's a memory and a song that will always be with me because that was the first time where I, I really felt the Holy Spirit just pierced right through me and I just, like, I was electrocuted with God's love and it's never left me and it's what keeps me going. It's my fuel, my faith um, in, in, in God and the relationship that I have with Him and it's my personal relationship. It's, you know, I, I know that there are people that are listening now, you have different feelings and, and different uh, relationships with whomever you believe in, Mother Nature, you know, your God and whoever your faith is. And that's totally fine because everybody has their own walk with their own relationship and their own faith. And I'm just telling you, this was my experience. This is my experience of my life now and my faith um, that, that it's my fuel. It keeps me going, keeps me sane um, because truly, which was a wholly different podcast. I mean, I should have been dead five billion times over of all the stupid decisions I made, but I feel like I'm here for a purpose and that I have uh, uh, God's grace and mercy and I'm grateful um, that uh, that I have that memory. So thank you for Andrea for giving me the joy to relive that memory. Mm, that's a pretty one. I can imagine an eight-year-old Audrey. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sometimes. With my short shorts on because it's hot in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> and your bright red curls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my hair was like, my sister, ah, I love you, Shelly, but she gave me the nickname Bozo because my oh. hair was like fire engine red. <laughs> uh, you look and it was cute. curly. But yeah. That's a good. special memory. Well, and that's music can do that. I'm, I'm fascinated um, with... Because I, when I write, um, I mainly write a lot of personal essays, um, I always write to music. And so partially that I think might be where my idea for this series came from is just, I just love the bond of, I mean, and everyone can talk about how special songwriting is, but the melody is just important. The melody mixing with the right lyrics really has a way of talking to you. And it might not even be like a direct translation of the actual lyric. It could just be that they're talking about losing a loved one and it makes you think of your dog or your cat that is no longer with you. You know, it doesn't always have to be a direct translation, which kind of is a, a good opening to my first track. Uh, it was... So the lyrics are in one way, and um, there is some tie to it. So my first song is um, by Feist, 
uh, love Feist. She's a great singer, um, solo vocalist, and uh, the song is called Brandy Alexander. So I'm going to start off with the the, the heaviest of hitters in, in my three choices. Um, to set the, the context of the time and the place in which I was listening to the song, um, and to not make the story too long, a short version of a very traumatic experience. Um, when I had my son Henry, I had him five and a half weeks early. Uh, luckily, he was good. Uh, he was only in the NICU for five days, which for anyone who's not familiar with um, infants that are born prematurely and immediately go to the NICU, five days is actually on the shorter side. They usually prepare you for about two weeks, sometimes four weeks, depending on the state of your baby. But I mean, Henry's birth is very reflective of him as a person thus far in the two years he's been alive where he just, he's like, I got this, I got it. And um, I had him by emergency C-section. Uh, so he's the only person to truly surprise me ever. If you know <laughs> me and for all the listeners out there, I do really, really enjoy giving surprises. People always try to surprise me and it's really hard to do. Um, but Henry, Henry has done it. Okay. <laughs> Game on. So, um, he was fine. He was only in the NICU for five days. I was in the hospital for about five days as well and came home. We were able to bring Henry and he was four and a half ounce, four and a half ounces, four and a half pounds, tiny little thing, little triple kind of like, he looked like kind of like an old man. He had hair all over his body. He was, he was still growing. He was still cooking himself, but for the most part, he was a very strong baby and Alex and I were so grateful for it. Uh, unfortunately though, uh, about maybe a week or so later, uh, I was starting to feel some pains in my back to the point where it was really hard for me to sleep. And, you know, after having the C-section as much as I didn't want to, I did have to check myself into the ER and figure out what was going on. At the time they weren't sure if I had a blood clot forming in my lungs, which can be pretty scary and fatal or if I had pneumonia so and I appreciate this they were like we're going to treat you for both until we figure it out and for the better part of my life I'm 34 now I've been very grateful and blessed that I've been a healthy person and I'm you know knock on wood never have broken a bone in my body I think the only thing that severely happened to me but I have no recollection of it was that I did get a third degree burn on my leg when I was one, which has a whole new meaning now that I'm a parent. But I have no memory of that. My leg has always had that third degree burn that's also shaped like an angelfish. Um, but I, I don't ha like emotionally, I really don't have ties with it. It was, I was too young. And so I've lived my life fairly healthy and grateful for it. And so uh, having Henry and then being in the hospital shortly afterwards um, for, you know, what did come to be pneumonia. I had a really bad case of pneumonia in my left lung. Uh, I ended up in the hospital for about five days. At the time, you know, it seemed like eternity. Mom, for anybody who's been in the hospital, it's it's not an environment that lends itself to the healing of your mental health, let alone when you're, you know, freshly in the postpartum of having your child and 
your hormones are raging through your body and you're just you're not anywhere near neutral the best way that i can describe postpartum is feeling like you're not tethered to yourself um if anyone's ever seen the movie gravity with sandra bullock there's a scene where she gets unhooked from her spaceship and she's literally kind of just doing cartwheels in the open air of space and that image is the closest i can come to describing what it felt like not having a handle on my emotional self which i've always been pretty emotionally sturdy and so um the first couple of days that i was in the hospital um in general i've always I've always been a team player. I'm a middle child. Um, I've always been happy to be there for my family, to be there for my friends, uh, to be there for anyone that comes in my path to to be a rock. And uh, I was doing exactly that when I was in the hospital. Those first couple of days on the inside, I was having many conversations where I was like, wow, this really sucks. And I, I'm trying not to be scared and I'm not sure what's happening. And um, I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to just I have to be good. I have to cooperate. I have to just try to keep myself stable emotionally because I have to let everyone else outside of me try to take care of what's happening to me physically. And I think it was probably the fourth day because on the fifth day I spent only half a day there and I was, I was um, released. But this was the week leading up to Mother's Day. <laughs> so on top of everything else, I was away from my baby, who was at that time only a couple weeks old. I was approaching my first Mother's Day, and I was in the hospital. And I was feeling not my best. I was still in pain. I could only sleep at a 90-degree angle because it hurt too much to sleep on my back. Um, on the fourth day... I think at that point I had found out that I had a bad case of pneumonia and so luckily it wasn't a blood clot in my lung so I was happy for that um, and I remember one of the things that Audrey told Alex and a couple of my close friends because I was so grateful for having a rotation of people I truly loved and trusted and knew that they would take care of me and that included yourself Audrey um but Audrey mentioned to someone um pack her headphones and at the time I remember being like Alex was like oh here I brought you headphones and in my head I was like why do I need headphones I don't need headphones but I was also a little out of it because I was on a lot of different medication but sure enough on that fourth day where I also was coming to the idea that I was trying to prepare myself that I was going to be in the hospital on Mother's Day, not with Henry. And that was a really, really, really tough pill to swallow. So I, on that fourth day, was trying to come to terms with that because they just were like, we, we need to keep you here a little bit longer. And I've always been cooperative. That's the word. I've always been you know, I hate this phrase, but quote unquote, a good girl. And even though I wanted to scream and be like, how dare you keep me here on Mother's Day? I couldn't, who was I to argue? Because 
I wasn't the professional in knowing what I needed to heal and what I needed to get better. And I knew the main thing is I needed to get better for my husband, for my baby, for our little family we were just starting. But um, I was staying strong. I stayed strong. I was quiet. I didn't probably say much. But I, the quietness was a reflection of me trying to stay strong. But as anything that builds and pressure is really intense, I eventually had to break the dam. And I, rem- I it's, my memory is pretty clear of the time that I was listening to the song. But leading up to it, I think we gotten some news and I just kind of was like, I was just tired. And I remember being like, I had a moment where I think my friend Shanna went to go get something for me. And I was like, I'm just going to put my headphones on. And it was the first time I grabbed those headphones. And I um, played Brandy Alexander. So uh, just a few months before when I was still pregnant, um, Alex and I liked to play music, you know, especially because Henry would jump around in my stomach to a lot of music and one of them was Alex is also a big fan of Feist and we liked Brandy Alexander because we had already um, knew that we were going to name Henry Henry Alexander and we both like kind of giggled at the idea that in a way we thought like oh Feist is singing about Henry and so when I put on my headphones I immediately was like I need to be sad And it's sometimes hard for me to give myself permission to be sad because I think I'm always worried about, you know, well, don't, don't overindulge. Don't be sad for too long because truly I'm, I'm an, I'm an optimistic person and I like seeing things with the glass half full. Um, But every so often I'm, you know, everyone's human. Everyone needs to be allowed to feel any feeling on the emotional spectrum and at that point there was a voice in my head saying I need to be sad I need a release and so I was missing Henry a lot I all I wanted to do was be with him and so I remember playing it and the way that the track starts it has like kind of a very slow beat it's almost like a drum and then Feist is voice is really it's like it's like a river of honey and it almost sounds a little bit like she's in a choir of one sounds very holy uh and she keeps singing you know the one of the choruses is you know brandy alexander i'm not gonna try to sing it because i'm not a singer but i just remember the way that the track goes it has a certain beat where it it falls and then it rises back up and it falls. And then especially towards the end of the song, it really, it it goes further down. It goes softly. It's, it's hard to describe because I wish I had more music terminology, but it, it really, when I was listening to the song, I remember closing my eyes and, he, and it was, it was the beat of the drum because it was a single drum for the most part there's not a lot of background instruments it's almost it sounds acoustic and the drum beat is what I kind of I remember feeling it in my heart and I remember and I was still quiet I just started letting tears run down on either side of my face 
And that was the first time I cried, not out of pain. I cried out of, I was crying a couple of times when I first was admitted to the hospital because of pain. But that was the first time I cried because there was pain in my heart. And I finally acknowledged it. And I just remember feeling tears, just like constant rivers going either side of my cheek. And then my eyes were shut tight because it's almost like I knew I couldn't have privacy. And that wasn't a bad thing. I was happy that there was someone always with me in the hospital room. But in that moment, I wanted to see how much privacy I could get. And so I just remember keeping my eyes really, really tight shut. And as she kept singing Brandy Alexander, especially the way she sings Alexander, she goes into a high note that's so beautiful. And I just kept imagining holding Henry. And it made me feel a little bit better, but it made me feel sad. And then uh, I'm blessed with having an amazing mother-in-law who is truly like a second mom to me. She came into the room at some point, and I don't think I had seen her since I was admitted. But I had my eyes closed still, and I remember she she held my hand because I think I had my hand in my fist. I couldn't even relax in being sad. It was really hard because it was almost like if I got sad in the hospital, it was like I was surrendering. And dude, I'm a fighter through and through. And I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be weak in a place that felt so sterile and so unlike home. If I want to be weak anywhere, I want to be weak in a place where everything sounds familiar, smells familiar, feels familiar. But she came in and um, put put a crystal in my hand that you had given her, Audrey. And... I remember she put it in my hand and she just held on to my to my hand, squeezed it, and that's truly when when I lost it. I started crying loudly. Like the the ugly sobbing and you're making weird noises. And Feist was just on repeat and I kept listening to that song and I think I listened to it for it's hard to tell time when you're in that state of mind but I think it was I think I listened to it three or four times and it was what allowed me to release a lot of my sadness a lot of my longing for my baby um you know and everything in my body was telling me why am I here why am I not with him does he miss me is he okay without me is he thinking of me does he know that I'm not there all these things that you know I I in perspective, you know, it's irrational, but that's what it is to, you know, be without your baby very shortly after your, your, your biological need is to be with your child. And then there's the part in my head that was saying, no, you need to be here to be stronger, to be healthy, because you're not going anywhere. And it was music can do that music can open a door for you that sometimes, like myself, I, I love my strength. I really love my strength. It's one of the things I really love about myself, but sometimes it can be to the point of a fault. It can, it can stop me when I really need to allow myself to experience weakness. And her song, I just knew, was what would let me cry 
and just allow myself to be like, you know, this situation is less than perfect and it's okay to feel really, really awful about it. Yeah. Well, I have to say, <laughs> like everyone else is listening, I mean, that was that was powerful and beautifully said and it's emotional for me too because I was there yes you know I took you to the hospital you had Henry we came in to open the store at 11 yeah. and Henry was born that night at 7 30 7 p.m. Mm. that night yeah and oh wow yeah that that was the time of uh I think that you and I grew closer than ever like sisters mm-hmm. yes um because i was extremely protective over you <laughs> i would have done the same for you yeah man i was like going to the nurses station i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is up this is and, and i and i dude when those there was that one time they're trying to draw your blood and they have i mean they're poking her every which way not and these two nurses are actually arguing over her bed and I just was like, oh, this is not happening. And I just remember shutting that down, going, okay, like taking nurses and sending yes. them to their corners. <laughs> yes. You in the blue, out the door. You in the purple, fucking have a seat. I mean, it was just, wow, that was I remember was like intense. being in my faraway head going, I think I laughed a little bit, like in my head, because I just was so weak. I couldn't actually laugh. But I remember being like, oh, Audrey. I love Audrey because <laughs> she was like, no, this is not happening. And truly, it was they crossed an inappropriate line of having a tiff about who was properly drawing my blood and then poking me several times before they could hash out whatever was happening between the two of them. <laughs> I know it was super unprofessional. But yeah, I've never I mean, those of you that know Andrea, I mean, she's solid and, and as a rock and very strong. And to see you so weak was whew. Okay, we're gonna move yeah, on. Okay, so I started. <laughs> I started with the heavy hitter. So you that we did. Can... <laughs> I was balling like a baby. I, I, we yeah, both, yeah. we both started yeah. out with our, our, uh, yeah, the the heavy hitter. The, but the... that's what makes music sometimes is about feeling some really heavy emotions. Yes, and to go back, I mean, that's you know the 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 praise and worship. Uh, you know, it 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 uh that's what you know when you when if you go to church or gone to a church or you know whatever denomination they start out with you know before the sermon or the teaching is with with the praise and worship worship which is preparing your soul to hear the message and it's always a softening mm. period and again using music to you know you come in you're like oh my god we're going to be late trying to get traffic trying to get mm-hmm. a parking lot you get in there you get a seat and you're like <sighs> and then how do you like you know you know, shake all that off so that you can enjoy the moment when you're, when you're there. And dude, it's music. It's music well, that prepares that. you to, yes. I love the phrase softening period. That's a good, that's it. I like the, the verb of softening. Music is a softener. Yeah, for a lot. And then there's songs that pump you up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we going into your pump up jam? Uh, I'm going into my pump up jam. So this is my second song, um, and it's a very popular song. And I kind of, when I was thinking of my second song, I, I was a little like, "Ugh, I hate that it's popular because <laughs> I have to share it with everybody else. But it has a moment for me. Um, 
So setting the scene. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm 19, 20 years old. Ooh. So, ni- so 88, 89. All right. Living in Los Angeles by myself when I graduated high school. Graduated Oak Park High School in 1987. Um, my parents dropped me off at school at the American College for the Applied Arts in Westwood and said, bye. And I was like, oh, okay. Here I am in L.A. by myself. Roommates um, in a like dorm situation. Um and um, I truly knew no one, hmm. absolutely no one. Yeah, that's scary. And uh, but I, I, you know, I make friends very quickly. You know, um, so but one of the things that I would love to do is that I had a uh, my first job. I worked at an Italian deli, which is still in Agora. Uh, my first job, uh, saved up my money and bought a bike. It wasn't any type of bike, bicycle. It was a Peugeot. Ooh. It was a French bike. Wow. And Fancy. it was it was very expensive. <laughs> I love how you pronounce that so well. Yeah, it was a Peugeot. <laughs> and and my dad said, if you or save up this much, I'll pay the other half. So I had this bike. And I was living um, in, off of, uh, well, in school, so like in Westwood area. But I would, um, and then I... Um, did I move there? Oh, actually, let's, let's. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyways, living in in uh, in 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 Westwood, and I would throw my bike um, in my car in my little Honda Civic hatchback, <laughs> and I would go to Venice, and I would put on. Dude had my Walkman. Oh yeah, oh yeah, old <laughs> school folks. Walkman <laughs> and cassette tape. Yes, and put on my headphones. And I would ride up and down the coast. And I would ride about 10 miles up till the road is no more and then it's highway. And then I, dude, I would ride so far that I would forget that I had to come back. Oh, oh no. It's a a round trip. Yeah, I'm like 10 miles up. I'm like, crap, you got to turn around and go back. Because I would be in the moment. So two cassette tapes that I, I completely worn out worn out because it was and I would listen to him over and over and over again and that it's like on the beach I'm in my shorts I'm in my tank top I'm in LA I'm in Venice living my best <laughs> life 19 years old just not a care in the world and the first cassette tape was the cure oh that's a good one and then the other one that which is the song we're going to talk about was you too the album war and dude, when the song New Year's Day comes on, it's that beat. And when that beat would come on, that song would come on, I would pedal to the beat, man. I was like, and that song just pumps you up, man. It just like, and I'm like, everyone get off the fucking sidewalk, man. I'm coming through. Audrey is coming on her bike. Man, I'm like, wind your hair. Bono's in my ears, man. And I'm just like, I'm trucking. I'm going. I just, it's such a. I just, just, I'm happy. Just, I just, that whole album is amazing. Mm. Both of them, but I wore out the cassettes on both of them. But that song, New Year's Day, and when you had mentioned earlier about it's not necessarily the lyrics, because mm-hmm. I didn't really relate so much to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's that beat. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's, it's, it's how the music, uh, the song is composed and yes. how they've 
put it together. It's just so good. It's like, it's like a, it's like that meal that we go to Vegas for that steak where you're like, it's just so good. It's just so amazing. It's just, you just feel that beat and pumping through your veins and it's just a happy song. You feel alive. Yeah. And then I, I was so good riding my bike with my Walkman. I knew that when the song was over, I'd go and I would hit rewind and I wouldn't even skip a beat, man. I'm still looking ahead. One you hand on the handlebar. Yeah, man. <laughs> I oh, would I hit rewind that. and know exactly how long to let it rewind for. Yeah. To hit play. To hear that song again and again and again. And I just, that song is just, it's just, it's just a well-written song. And I'm a huge fan of The Cure. And I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of you too. I'm an 80s kid. And, you know, all that genre of music is 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 in my soul. It's in my blood. I just love all of that, um, all that music. Um, but that, that when you asked me about the song, naturally that was the one that popped in my head as mm-hmm. my second song. Because it reminded me of living in L.A. by myself, trying to make it through college by myself, trying to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and there was freedom and freak out. I mean, it was... <laughs> Actually, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> freedom and freak out. I feel like that's a lot of how you enter into your 20s. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's because, like, you're loving your freedom, Mm -hmm. but then you're freaking out Mm -hmm. because you're, like, you know. And I didn't date. I didn't date in in, in college. I, 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 well, actually, I did date once. (laughs) That's for a different mixtape session. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. So I lived with four of the roommates. It was a two-bedroom apartment because... The school that I attended was not like a university, mm-hmm. so it was a it was a tech school mm-hmm. for fashion. Yeah. So and they were new in LA, their new campus in mm-hmm. LA. They came from Atlanta, and my dad's like, "I'm not sending you to Atlanta. We're going to send you to the Westwood mm-hmm. campus, which was on the corner, like near Westwood." Yeah. You know, I remember stepping over Middle homeless people, getting into my color theory class, yeah. um, and so they they what they did is uh the school rented out apartment complexes mm-hmm. and my so the students would yeah the yeah. students would live in there and so it was a two bedroom apartment and my my sweet mate so i was i was dating this guy i don't remember how i even met him dating this guy <laughs> and apparently i didn't give it up too soon oh door oh my gosh dude i come home i and i the bedroom door is locked and I'm like, why is the door locked? And I'm banging and I hear rustling around. She's like, one minute. Dude, I open the door and she's banging my boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a memory. Yeah. I was like, really? And he's like, what? What's the deal? And she's like, why are you mad? I'm like, what do you mean why am I mad? She goes, oh, honey, this is. And she was a senior at the time. So mm-hmm. I here's this little, you know, green pea freshman. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is. This is... It's no big deal. It's okay. It's no big deal. Chill out. You know? And he's like, hey, you want to do pizza on Friday? I'm like, what are you freaking crazy? I'm like, what? Uh, I was so green when I Mm -hmm. moved to LA. I truly was green. I didn't, you know, you know, you think I would have been a little bit more... I was street smart. I'm still street smart, but I mean, I was not... Even though I came from Vegas, but I mean, I'm not... I, 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 I... I was still, I was a good kid when I was growing up. And so I just was like, wow, I thought if you have a boyfriend, you don't sleep with my roommate. That was really I mean, weird. You, yeah. So, There's a lot of people who would assume that too. So I don't think you're okay, completely cool. in the dark with that. Because I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Well, as, 
And I was like, yeah. Dad, I need, I need to... I, I can't. I can't. So I got a new roommate and I moved out of that. But that was weird. But it was it, it was like, those were my freedom moments of mm. hopping on my bike and just, dude, I can conquer the world, man. And I'm just like <laughs> on the beach and just living my best life. And then, dude, someone stole my bike. Like Aww. a couple of years later, they smashed my back window of my little hatchback. No. And I came out of work because I was going to take a ride when I got out of work. My bike was gone. I just remember sitting on the curb crying, and I called the cops. They're like, well, never going to see that again. Yeah, I was like, but not... it was a Peugeot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you're never going to see that's no, not on the top of their gone. priority I, list. Dude, I cried over that because I was like, damn. And I never did replace that bike. But anyways, that's memory number two. Ooh, I like track number two. New Year's Day. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then... um, Do we have time for three? I think we do. This might be a little bit longer. I think people are enjoying these stories. Okay. I won't take take too long. I mean, this memory from my track two is... um, It can be short and sweet because my third one does need to be. It doesn't need to be long, but I do want to spend more time on the third one. Um, So my second track is... (laughs) It's another classic, and actually we're not even doing it on purpose. We're still on the same page because this second track also is that song that just, like, pumped me up. It was like I would hear the beginning beats of the song, and it it was like setting fire to my feet. I was just like, let's go, get ready, game on. So it is... um, Oh, I'm in the wrong note. Uh, it's um, Pump Up the Jam by yes. Technotronic. Yes. And so to set, I mean, anyone who's Great not familiar song. with Pump Up the Jam, I mean, pump, pump a jam, pump it up. One of the beat is pumping. So, okay, the beginning of that song is actually the most integral part to this memory. Um, to kind of set a little bit of a context, so... I grew up in Chicago uh, with most of my dad's side of the family being closest to us. So I grew up with my aunts and my uncles, my cousins. We all varied in ages. But um, the thing that we all looked forward to, really, the whole family, was our Christmas party. We always got together for a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. And we would be the one time that I could stay up late because we would um, always get a visit from Santa Claus at midnight. <laughs> and then we would also have a really raging party for New Year's Eve. And by raging, I mean, so this is uh, the Galvez side of the family. Um, my maiden name uh, was Galvez. So all the Galvezes, we share this in common. We love to dance. And from a very, I mean, I think my earliest memory of these Christmas parties and New Year's parties is probably, I was like five or six, but the photos that my parents have shared and dude, my dad, sometimes they're, I need to find these VHSs. I know he has them. He would set up his camcorder on the tripod and he would just film the dance floor. And you, and it was like some of the best candid videotapes were like you know you had that one person passing right in front of the camera and people talking and the white noise but it was all pointed to the dance studio at the dance studio the dance floor and people would come in and out and it'd be like salsa merengue 80s jams um 
But what made um, pump up a jam, pump up the jam, so important to me was that in my group of cousins, uh, I was probably in the section where there was, we were the younger ones. So me and two of my other cousins, we were all like one year apart, but we were considered like the younger ones. And then my older sister, who's four years older than me, and then some of the older cousins, they were like, it was like the young section and the old section. But we all hung out. We all played. We all danced together. But it was well known that my cousin Frankie was the best dancer in the cousin group. And he and of was, course his name is yeah, Frankie. Yes, his name is Frankie. <laughs> so he, so this memory, this particular memory, I, I think he was probably 15, which made me... I was probably like eight, maybe younger, eight or seven. Uh, And the thing is, is that like, you know, as little cousins do, we would be upstairs because this was also the house that we had these parties at. My uncle and my aunt, they had this great house that was like a three-story house, but we would always have the party in the basement. Because the basement had a bar, the basement had the dance floor, he would have like, it was just, it was the party room was the basement. And so sometimes my cousins and I would be like up on the second floor, you know, playing something or we would be like hiding underneath the bar, like, you know, I don't know, doing something. But I will never forget that whenever, and this was every year, this was an annual thing. When I heard those first, like, it was almost like the, the boom boom it's so good boom boom and i'm doing such a bad job at it but it's almost like the synthesizer and like what is it the the symbols Uh (laughs) and the moment that like that would turn up oh my god dude we would go wild and i think i was the wildest because we all knew it was coming and what the it was was that we would all just stampede to the dance floor and to watch my cousin frankie do his thing which was like you know we would start dancing with him but then at a certain point in the song i think when he was like an hour a place to, that part like he would start doing this like crazy running man and he would and my cousin frankie is very tall and when he was 15 he was like gumby it was like all arms <laughs> all legs he was so thin and so his legs are just doing the running man forward backwards to the side and then he would do almost this like break dancing thing and I remember like we would be dancing by him but then when he got into the zone I remember we would all we couldn't help it we all stopped and we would all just look at him and then a circle would kind of form because the rest of my family would come around and be like you know you form the circle and you're clapping your hands and it's like the person's having their dance solo And I just remember watching him and year after year, my, how I was so impressed and how I remember being like, I just want to learn how to dance like Frankie when I get older, just want to dance like Frankie. Um, And I might have to tell my cousin Frankie to listen to this episode just because this is such a shout out to him. And I just remember being like, I... I love watching him. I want to learn it. I want to know how to move to the music like that. And I, trust me, I was watching my cousin Frankie, but I was also doing my own dancing to the point that my mom would always pack a set of slippers 
so that I went from my dress shoes because my mom always dressed up me and my sister for the holiday parties and there's a picture of me wearing a really fancy dress for Christmas party with like fancy tights this is probably like yeah early 90s and uh big bird slippers <laughs> because my mom knew that I would be dancing so much that my feet would eventually hurt and so she brought oh me my, my comfy slippers. And so I remember doing my, like, I was doing the running man in Big Bird slippers. Oh, my gosh. And just jamming. And Pump Up the Jam was almost always played in the middle of our holiday party. Like, when we most needed to get that, like, second wave of, like, oh, no, the uh -huh. party's not done. Because you kids are going to stay up till midnight to greet Santa Claus which was always my dad dressed as Santa Claus. And I always knew that. And I always loved that my dad never broke character. I remember he would come down afterwards and be like, oh, what did I miss? <laughs> Who was here? <laughs> if, you, if anyone ever wants oh, to know where parents. I get my theatrics from, totally my dad. But yeah, that song, and even to this day, when I hear the first five seconds of that song, there's a seven-year-old Andrea that's like, oh, it's go time. <laughs> you know what we need to do now? Our next TikTok video is pump up the jam, pump it up oh. while your feet are thumping. Oh my gosh. I think my, my cousin Frankie yes! has to come visit me. Sorry guys, he I would know be you so had to turn down the volume because I came in real hot. But yes, we yes. have to do a video to that. <laughs> but that's yes, when I a really, great song. I truly, that's when I fell in love with dancing. So for anyone who knows me, all the videos out there that you see of me dancing, truly my love for dance started at a very young age and has never left me and that's why I can dance for hours because I've been training to <laughs> dance for dance parties since I was like five years old Dude. probably younger yeah you're a marathon dancer <laughs> yes I am oh my gosh well it's one of the loves we share we love music and then I can't stand still when there's song like that that comes on, dude, you can't. Yeah, you, you gotta move your body. The beat gets in your soul, man, yes. and you start tapping and dancing. And yeah, the other day I was working on the website and I had my my AirPods in my ear, not to disturb Pam. And I was going, I went down the tunnel of listening to every Go Go's album. Mm, and I was that's a good tunnel. I was moving and dancing that I was type making typos because. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't sit still. I'm like, oh, you need to, okay, Simmer we're going down. to classical because I can't work and not type without my hands flying everywhere. Because you and I are very animated mm -hmm. with our hands. I'm like, I can't dance without them too. Dude, we are, we are on the same wavelength as far as, uh, the themes to our Yeah, tracks. good jams. <laughs> um, do we have time for? Yeah. Okay. You know, this will be a little bit longer episode, but I think it's worth it. Okay, I, I just want I just want to check in with yeah. the master over there, the it, tech girl. This will be a longer episode, but okay. again, okay. worth it. Okay, cool. All right, setting the scene. Now I'm a little older. I'm twenty, barely, barely twenty-one. Mm -hmm. And um, North Hollywood, Rage, the gay bar Rage. Mm -hmm. So, which is still there to this day, I believe. Um, and yeah, so my, my, when I moved out of the dorms and I graduated school, I got my own little apartment on National and Overland. It was a studio for $500 <coughs> and, um, my, uh, uh, next door neighbor was the six foot five gorgeous drag queen 
uh, at night during the day. I think yes. he sold insurance. <laughs> and uh, um, so my first job out of college was working at, I'll be surprised if some of you guys know this too, kind of dating myself, um, was International Mail which was in West Hollywood mm-hmm. and it was a it was a first it was a catalog mail order uh, for clothing um, for men but then they opened up a flagship store and that was my first job mm-hmm. and again I'm green I'm like oh my god look at all these hotties everywhere <laughs> and they're like oh honey we need to sit down and we need to have a talk <laughs> we don't play for your team <laughs> And, you know, at that time, I, I kind of had an idea that I was bisexual at the time. I was attracted. I was attracted. This is a whole nother episode, but I was attracted <laughs> to women uh, at a very young age. Um, so um, I didn't react on uh, any of those impulses till, till, till much later because I didn't know how that works. I'm like, how? She's, I, I okay. Uh you guys are going to laugh, but I, I truly didn't know. I'm like, is she gay or is she just a friend? I, I couldn't figure it out. My gay meter was so green. I, <laughs> I, I wasn't quite sure who to hit on and, and who not. But um, one night after work, they're like, hey, Audrey, we're all, we're all going to go dancing. You know, come oh, on, yes. kid. Oh, we're, yes. we're, we're, you know, you're not, you know, it's like I feel like I come queens. from Kansas, but I didn't. I came from Vegas, but I was, you know, we... we but people say when you live in Vegas, you don't live on the freaking strip, people. Mm-hmm. We live in a residential yeah. area. We live like everybody else. It's you a have a house. Yes, you just you live in a house and you know whatever. So, um, so they took me, and uh, we would go like after work on Friday and Saturdays, and I uh, do just sweat it and dance it out, man. The music was always so good, and I just loved my friends and just having just a frick. I mean, just living my best life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one song comes on. And I lose my effing mind the first time I ever heard it, which was finally from CC Peniston. Oh, I love that song. Okay, so when you mentioned your song, yeah, I know you, our listeners. Did you not just just did, did it just not just roll start in your head? So when you start yes. to, it's the same thing with finally yes. you hear it. Finally, Dude. it has happened yes. to me right in front of my face, and I just cannot hide it. When I heard that song, I was like, oh, my God, that's my anthem. Oh, I love that feeling. It's where you're my- like, where's my soapbox? I'm going to yes. stand on it, well, and it's only about me. <laughs> well, guess what? That's what happened. <laughs> so yes. I... I made it all about me. I pushed people out of the way. And I was like, I need an audience because you guys need to see what's happening right now. Because I am going to sing this out of this song. And you're going to have an out of body And I'm going to, I did. And dude, I, 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 and I just, I, I did. I had an out of body experience and some guy, I was close to one of the podiums. Mm -hmm. He pulled me up and had me dance on the podium. And I was. The, and then everyone looked and was screaming and hollering and hooting and and he jumped down to give you. There more wasn't space. enough room. I was like, "You pull me up, or you know, you got to get your get get your you give me down. all there's, the room. There's no room. There's no room for two queens up here. So you know, move on over. <laughs> yes, oh my God. So I danced. I just danced that song out. And oh, that's and a then good one. I I jumped down. They're like, "Who are you?" And I'm, "Hi, I'm Audrey." <laughs> So, um, and believe it or not, uh, when we would go back, they would play that song and there, and they would be like, go up, go up. Well, I did it so often. I actually got hired 
to oh, be yeah. a platform dancer at the Rage after right. on my Friday and Saturday the night. The many lives of Audrey. Yeah, man. So it wasn't, they say cage dancing, but I was not in a cage. It's like, you know, the big platform. And I would wear my little outfits. And I, oh, yeah. And it was just, I just had the time of my life, man. You were almost like a, I, I mean, I could be wrong in this term, but like a go-go dancer. You were well, there to actually, hype up the crowd. Thank you. Hype yes. up the music. But you know what I have to say? Um, and I'm just going to pat myself on the back. I was the only woman. I'm in a gay bar. Uh, mm. And most of the... Most the go-go, of, go-go dancers? Most of the, it's just, it's a gay bar where mostly guys. Mm-hmm. There was a, 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 few, a few of us lesbians there. And I just brought so much attention and so much life that they were like, yeah, we, you're an entertainer. So we're just going to put you up there to entertain. Of course, you had your hotties over there, you know, for <laughs> for the guys. Yeah. But And I did that for quite some time. Did you bring slippers for after it? <laughs> <laughs> I did not have big bird slippers. And actually, at one point, I ditched my shoes because I was like, these shoes are holding me back. And I dance mm-hmm, barefoot. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people yeah. notice that on some of our TikTok videos. I, yes. I do like to dance barefoot. Yeah, sometimes you look at <sighs> me and you're like, no, I'm not going to even put on my shoes. I'm like, girl, you do you. <laughs> feel the ground. Feel the beat. Whatever uh, like makes to, your heart sing. I like to dance barefoot. So every time I hear that song, I'm like, where's my platform? <laughs> where's my short shorts? Where's my tank top? And where's my friends? Where's my cheering section? You just travel back in time to that memory. Oh, oh it was so, so good. good. And when I do, and I hear that song, I'm like, finally, it has happened to me right in front of my face, and I just cannot hide it. <laughs> yeah, you have one Meeting over Mr. me. Meeting Mr. Right, the man of my dreams. Oh, yeah, dude, I can go on forever. But it's just a, oh. And, yeah, when I hear that, I'm not, you know, dude, I, I crank it up in the car. It's hard oh. to drive when you know. Yeah. It's like the Sammy Hagar song, I can't. I yeah. can't drive 55. You're like, I can't drive 55 listening to this song either. <laughs> I just oh, want to yeah. speed. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, Audrey, put the cruise control on yes. 70 so that you don't I drive 90. Have done that. Yes, I yes. look down. I'm like, fuck. Well, because my going... car goes fast and you, it's so smooth. Yes. I don't even know it. Oh, I'm going down Magnolia Boulevard sometimes on my way to work and I should not be driving as fast because I'm listening to, you know, Spice Girls or Britney Spears or, you know, <laughs> that's for another mixtape session. Oh. But... That's this my three songs, and they're so songs. good. They're so good. Okay, um, not on the same level as yours, but we're going to end on some sweetness for my sweetie, and I know he's already rolling his eyes at this. <laughs> so um, to set the, the stage, this, this song came to mind for this episode right now because um, my husband, Alex, we've been together for 12 years. And, you know, yeah, we were definitely that cliche couple that, you know, after like meeting each other for the first couple of times, we were both like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like you just we both just knew. Now, when we actually admitted that to each other, you know, it took a little bit of time, but we 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 instantly connected and we were hooked on each other. Uh, but he's about to um, leave for work and travel for the first time since we've had Henry, since we all have been in this crazy uh, pandemic, and he'll be gone for three weeks. So when I was thinking about my songs that I want to do for this session, I was like, you know, okay, I'm going to share the story and I'm going to share this kind of coping technique that I do because Alex used to travel a lot for work. He's in um, TV production. 
He's a production manager, meaning he's basically everybody's parent. Um, he is the one on set making sure that everyone is doing everything on time. He's making sure that everyone is using the right supplies, that they're, you know, getting their lunches when they need to. He's solving, he's solving all the problems and he um, is making sure that no one's spending too much money. He's just making sure that the production side of all our favorite TV shows are running as smoothly as possible so the people who are making the magic behind the scenes are happy. Um, so he used to travel a lot and he's been to the Caribbean, he's been to Hawaii, he's been all around the country and he would be gone for a long time. I think the longest he's ever been gone was when he did a dating show in the Caribbean. He was gone for two months and I didn't have the time to go out to see him till like about a month and a half in and that one was really hard but I've been spoiled and he's been home and he's about to leave for three weeks and one of the things that I started doing probably after you know three travel shows three trips that he was gone for a long time is that I actually created a playlist of songs that make me think of Alex and again it's for me this is a running theme it's opening that door <clears throat> and allowing myself to feel the feelings that I think I'm sometimes a little hard on myself and being like Andrea you don't have time to feel that Andrea you know just just sometimes my need for moving forward can be um to my detriment so um Alex is a huge musical theater fan loves musical theater his mom donna um was in community um theater and directed and also starred in her uh, many many musicals she has a fabulous voice she is now teaching and has been teaching for a while um alex picked up that same beautiful voice from his mom and he has an amazing singing voice if you ask him in person he will deny it or he'll just scuff it off because he's too modest about it but he has a love for the musical theater and much of that comes from his teachings from his mother and just growing up with a lot of musical theater and hearing his mom break into a song and dance during dinner at any point it's my favorite thing about Donna but um when I met Alex I was a theater nerd <clears throat> and did musicals <clears throat> pardon me sorry guys I did musicals, but I was always the one that was in the ensemble and didn't really know how to sing, but I could blend my voice. But my musical theater knowledge was very minimum. And then I started dating Alex and he introduced me to so many great musicals. Um, one of my favorites through the years that stayed consistent was uh, A Little Night Music. And A Little Night Music is pretty much about couple of couples and one of like the big events is that they all go to the countryside and it's kind of like <clears throat> and I you know I might be describing this bad but it's kind of like a comedy of errors you know different couples are meeting different people and then there's like a newly married couple and you know chaos ensues but the music is really beautiful and it's one of the productions that Alex likes to sing along to a lot. And so when Alex and I, you know, we do really well in the car together and we love taking uh, road trips. And, you know, when we lived in San Diego, 
Uh, sometimes we would drive up and visit his parents, visit my parents. We would, you know, later on when we moved to LA, we would go back to San Diego. And we, you know, a, a, a show tune had to be part of the road trip playlist. And so I created a playlist when Alex was out of town and I was missing him. And on my Spotify account, it's called My Husband Loves Musicals. And it's just a compilation of some of Alex's favorite musical numbers. And more so for me, I pick the songs that he loved to sing to. And Alex is so shy about his voice because he's really hard on himself. He's like, I don't use my voice enough. So it's not as good as it used to be because Alex used to be in a band and he used to be the lead singer. So he's really, he's his own worst critic. And, um, but he would, I, I would feel so special and honored to get like a front row seat to watching him just sing these songs without like just no care in the world we were in the car it was a safe space and he he knew how much I loved his voice and so this song is from a little night music and it's called you must meet my wife and it's a beautiful song it's the it's by the original Broadway production so don't listen to a little bit music the revival it's not bad but it's always you got to listen to the ogs and this is what will be on the spotify playlist from our account um but it's just a song about a band newly married and he talks about he it's a duet he's he's talking to another character and she's a little crabby and she's kind of like okay i gotta meet your like young new wife she sounds so great and like whatever so that's kind of <clears throat> the comedy end of it and in this song in this case like some of the lyrics really can resonate with me and kind of just you know how I feel like Alex would talk about me but truly it's really about my memory of Alex singing the song Alex's voice is so deep it's so smooth it's so commanding and then the song itself is so it's a it's a sweet little love story it's a tribute to being like I met this person she makes me feel all these things and despite myself like I'm a little crazy over heels for her and I I just love whenever Alex just his voice fills our car it, it it's it's almost booming and at times I'm like can you please just share this with the world but he won't and it's okay if it's just a gift for me uh, how can I be upset about that it, it's a gift and truly right now when he's about to leave for three weeks I'm like I looked at that playlist when I was trying to search for music on my drive to work and I was like I think I'm gonna have to listen to the my husband loves musicals playlist because he was out of town for a family thing um, just like a week ago and he was only gone for two days and I already missed him the second day. I was like looking at old photos of myself and I was like, oh no, if he's only gone for two days and I'm already missing him on the second day, uh, I need to prepare myself. But that song is one of the many sweet moments I share with Alex and Alex and I um, we, we're both on the same page where our love language is quality time. We, we love spending time together and some of my favorite times with him is when he's singing to me.
and that's my sappy, corny, I wow. love my husband. <laughs> as part of your family, I have heard him sing, and he has a beautiful voice, but you're right, he... He downplays it. Yes. So you have a very special <laughs> gift because he does not sing for anybody else. No. But you and Henry. So that's a special. Yeah, yeah girl. He's going to be gone for three weeks. I know. Do I got to come over and like, you know, put his clothes on and walk around the house? Andre! No, no. Just... <laughs> it won't get that bad. It won't get that bad. But it'll be like, you know, you when you really find a great partner in your life, you really miss them in the everyday moments. So, you know, those... The musicals will help me get through it. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's that song you guys is special. Love musicals together, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Pam and I don't have that. We have very different taste of music. Well, actually, it yes, okay, we do have different taste in music, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Music's not her go-to like I am. Mm. Like it's for me. Yeah. But um, we listen to music all day here at the store, mm-hmm. so I don't listen to it as as much when yeah. I go home or on the drive home. Yeah. Same. Because we listen to it a lot. But um, because I do have a bit of a commute and if I'm tired, dude, I'll pick one of these songs, like finally or <laughs> pump up the jam. To get you through it. To, to be like, and then my body cannot resist moving and it keeps me awake <laughs> till I get home and then I get out of the car and then I crash. <laughs> and I was like, Thank you so much. <laughs> music is a everlasting gift. Because music is still always being created. Well, and it's all different kinds of things, too. Like my friend Charles bought me those AirPods, and he says, now listen to this. I didn't know that there were songs that are 8, 8D, like 3D, mm-hmm. but in sound. And it's like, oh, my God, I feel like Freddie, Freddie Mercury or Michael Jackson is singing in, your in ear. my ear. He's and standing right like, next to you. so crystal yeah. clear. So I went down the tunnel of listening to classical music like that. And it's like you hear the strings and then you hear, the, oh, you know, God. and I'm like, so, I'll, you know, if I have trouble falling asleep, you know. So, dude, it could be your sedative. It could be your, you know, I'm going to work out. That's how you get through on your yeah. treadmill. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you but know, I girlfriends, think, yes. you know, dancing around the living room on the couch in your pajamas. Man, music does everything and that's why i think we were both really excited about doing the mixtape session so we'll probably do this uh, i don't know every we, five or six episodes we we'll bring it back i have a list of songs already <laughs> she wants so i to have share. like 12 so i'm ready for the next at least three yes. episodes <laughs> so shall we oh you know what we're not i'm gonna let people hang um on the line of knowing Ooh. what our next Ooh. our next podcast is yeah yeah we're not giving it out we're no, gonna, we're gonna make that takes a, out the fun. Yeah. We're gonna because make you listen. we want this podcast to be like you just open the door to our back room, sat right next to us, and you're just like, okay, what what what's today? Yeah. I love organic conversation. Well, and I was just gonna say I love how you because someone asked about what our podcast is about, and you said it's a conversational. Mm-hmm. podcast yeah it's like when you have friends over and we're all just you know i, have I like be- that image of like standing in the kitchen because the best conversations happen yes. in the kitchen you i have a beautiful mm-hmm. house i have a fantastic living room with great mid-century modern furniture does anybody sit no. there no everybody's the in the kitchen around my island <laughs> talking but that conversation yeah and that's what this is is the we're all standing around the the, the kitchen table and in the kitchen just chit-chatting and i love yeah. that that's what this you know this 
this podcast is about because we're also bringing in other things that you know Mm -hmm. might bless people or encourage people or they can relate to it or it could motivate or it can I don't know it could do all the things but I just I love the concept and I'm having such a great time yeah the back room is our kitchen it's where we oh! feel. It's where we feel the safest. Dude, we really and do. There's the we do. We have a little mini microwave. We have a little primo water, yeah. water station. Um, yeah, we're gonna let them, let them uh, hang because we... the next ep- the next episode is is gonna be a good one too. It's gonna. They're be all good. good, but I'm excited for that one too. I need to bring in a singer next time. I need to have like someone singing my tracks. What are you talking about? I'm the singer, man. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you all my tracks ahead of time so that you can sing mm-hmm. excerpts that's right that's right that's right audrey's here i'm gonna sing the songs i'm gonna sing it good i'm gonna sing the tune you're gonna dance along that's right uh-huh 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 all uh-huh, right uh-huh uh-huh i'm andrea and i'm audrey and you're listening to in the back room with audrey k see you next time or not see you hear you next time yeah I'm that's listening. the one